Spooky South Coast, Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa, who, if you didn't already know this, the silent assassin, Matt Costa, is the MVP of Spooky South Coast. He's the guy that makes everything happen. Even though if you're watching on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com, which is how we recommend you definitely enjoy the program tonight. Even if you're listening on WBSM's Airwaves, or on the WBSM app, or on WBSM.com, and you're listening to the streaming audio, I highly recommend that you jump on YouTube as well, whether it be on your phone, on your television, on your cable box, on your computer, on your tablet, however you can access YouTube. You're going to want YouTube tonight, because there's a huge video component of tonight's program, should it all work correctly. But the, the MVP of Spooky South Coast all the time is Matt Costa, the silent assassin. Tonight, he's going to really earn that non-existent paycheck because he's the one that pulls all this stuff together. Last minute, when I say on Wednesday, hey, we should do the Bridgewater Triangle investigation episode this week, he finds a way to make it all work. I know when you're watching this, this video, you see me sitting behind the board and you think that I, I have control of the show, but I really don't. This is just in front of me because somebody has to press the buttons. Matt's the one that makes the entire show happen. And he's the one that's there to bail me out if I press the wrong button. So he's the MVP tonight. So make sure everybody gives him some some love for all the stuff that he has worked on to pull this all together. We've talked about it in the past, about doing this show for the last, this is probably our, what, 12th one now. So... We've talked how we try and make it better each and every year. We try to make it different. We try to make it unique and take it to another level. And last year we introduced the live streaming video component. We have teams stationed in different places throughout the Bridgewater Triangle that are going to be checking in with us as they are out there investigating tonight. Twelve years ago when we started doing this, we would have teams call in over the phone. It was very hectic. People would have to call at certain times or Matt would have to run into the other room and get them on the line so that we could push them through on the air. And we wouldn't always get them in the moment when stuff was happening. And that was the biggest problem with going that route was because here you have people that are on an active paranormal investigation. When I say active, I mean you know actually in the process of doing it, not necessarily that there's activity taking place. But if there is activity taking place, either we were calling them before or after that activity was happening, or, God forbid, interrupting that activity and trying to make them take a phone call in the middle of this profound paranormal experience. So the phone call system worked in those early years. It made it interesting for the listener, but it was not the best way to try and capture what was happening out in the field and bring it back to the program. 
So Matt came up with the brilliant idea last year of incorporating Facebook Live because we have the Spooky South Coast Facebook page and we can make these investigators contributors to that page and allow them to go live from the Spooky South Coast Facebook page throughout the course of the night. So that just makes so much more sense because now people can see what's going on and now they can start these videos and stop them whenever they want to. And then we can just grab those videos. We can pull them through the magic of, of Matt. We can pull them from one spot and put them in another and put them out over the broadcast. So those of you who are listening on the radio, you will be able to hear what's going on in those videos. Which, as I'm typing this, I have to, uh, I have to type a little message to everybody in the group chat that is part of this investigation who may also be listening to us right now through SpookySouthCoast.com or through the WBSM app or what have you. I'm going to type this message, and I will tell all of you listening what that message is as I type it. Please remind everyone that is with you that your videos will be broadcast over the radio and subject to FCC fines. Please refrain from using inappropriate language when going Facebook Live. Glad we got that warning out there before it was too late. Uh, and, and those of you who are listening, you may want to stay tuned anyway because sometimes people forget about that in the moment. And, and anybody that's been on a paranormal investigation, you know that that's the case. You know that when stuff happens, when you start to get excited, stuff might slip. So the good thing is we, we do have a little bit of a, a delay here should that happen, but we'll see. This is this is going to be exciting, and then we're going to be flying by the seat of our pants. Oh, you know what I just figured out, Matt? I can actually just refresh the computer in front of me and see if there's videos, and then I can go to the one behind me and actually play them. The way that Matt has set up this system is, is uh, amazing, because last year when we tried to do this, when we had teams that would go out and, and make these videos, we try to catch them as they're going live. So even though they can go live on the page, and, and certainly if you have Facebook in front of you, you should go to the Spooky South Coast page and monitor it throughout the show. But with that ability to go Facebook Live, those videos also get stored. So we can grab those videos at any point in time during the show. But what we try to do is we try to, when we get the alert that they're live, we try to cut right to that video so that we can make it as live and in the moment as we can. So last year when we wanted to do that, Matt was pulling the video from his side of things. I was pulling the audio from my side of things. Am I breaking down the the wall here a bit too much? Is this too much inside baseball for, for the listeners? I don't, I don't think so. But he would play the video. I would play the audio to go out over the radio, and we would have to coordinate it literally by just counting <laughs> right on the show. One, two, three, go. And so this way here, we think we've eliminated that need to do that. So now I'm getting some messages, Matt, saying that... Uh, they can't go Facebook Live from there. Oh, you know what I should do, too? This is another thing that I should have done beforehand and didn't think to do. I should add you to this group chat. I, As I said, Matt figures out everything he's supposed to do. I don't really carry my end of the bargain. I just come in and talk. So uh, it looks like, looks like Deb is able to uh, publish something. 
I think she just published it, though. I don't think she went live. But uh, So those of you who are not familiar with the Bridgewater Triangle, let me just give you an overview. In the late 70s, early 80s, Lauren Coleman came down to this area to start researching what people had told him was strange and unusual stories that were almost beyond belief for even the stuff that he'd been researching. The fact that this one small area, which originally was Bridgewater, West Bridgewater, and East Bridgewater, would have so much different type of paranormal activity. So Lauren came down, in, uh, and I believe he was working in the Canton area at the time uh, for his day job. He came down and started researching what became known as the Bridgewater Triangle, which is the term that he coined in his book, Mysterious America, which I believe came out in 1983, if I'm correct. So that kind of put the idea of the Bridgewater Triangle out there. And, and Lauren Coleman will tell you he just selected that because not only did the three Bridgewaters work out as the three vertices of a triangle, but also because it was kind of still pretty popular at the time to talk about the Bermuda Triangle. So he created this term, and it it didn't really stick for a long time. You didn't hear the Bridgewater Triangle as much as you heard people talk about the Bermuda Triangle, or even the Bennington Triangle in Vermont, or some of these other triangles, these paranormal vortexes around the world. So for a long time, that, that kind of laid dormant. And then in the 90s, probably like the mid-90s, I want to say, or late 90s, uh, you have people like Chris Pittman who started researching the Bridgewater Triangle again and collecting fresh new reports. And as Chris Pittman starts writing about it and and as Chris Balzano starts writing about it, Aaron Cadju hears about it. He makes a, a, a college film called Inside the Bridgewater Triangle. That gets some some attention. Uh, there was... There was no way to really see it back then until somebody, <clears throat> I don't know who, um, illegally uploaded it to Google Video, the precursor to YouTube. I, I have no idea who did that. It certainly wasn't, um, okay, it was me. So that got people more interested in this idea of the Bridgewater Triangle. And then, of course, Aaron decided to make it into a feature-length documentary, and uh, he and Manny Famolare put that out a few years ago, and now the the Bridgewater Triangle has just exploded. And what it is, is its its borders have expanded beyond Bridgewater itself and and East Bridgewater and West Bridgewater. It's expanded to cover most of southeastern Massachusetts into Rhode Island, at least in my definition of it. Aaron and I argue about this all the time. You know, he kind of cuts it off at, at Abington, Rehoboth, and... I forget what his other vertice is, but I look at it as pretty much all of southeastern Massachusetts and into Rhode Island. Matt, you're on top of these messages that are rolling in, right, in these posts? Okay. And so, the to me, that's has to be the expanded definition of the triangle because there's so many reports that come in of so much different type of phenomena. And if you just have Bigfoot sightings in Fairhaven, if you just have ghost stories in New Bedford, if you have UFO sightings in Dartmouth, 
I don't even know if I would consider that enough to to add that into the triangle. I mean, I, I feel like those towns are in the triangle anyway, but you know that just having those reports in those close by geographic areas wouldn't be enough to warrant expanding the triangle's borders to me. But when you have all of those reports in all of those towns, that means that the triangle has grown and has infiltrated into that area. And so that's what you get in the Bridgewater Triangle. You get all kinds of reports of all different kinds of phenomena. You have ghostly reports. You have uh, Bigfoot sightings and other cryptid creatures, giant snakes, big cats, some things that are even crazier. We looks like we got a live video working. Oh, no, it's on her personal page, though, I think. Is that on the spooky page, Matt? Cynthia has gone live from Maplecroft. Yeah, it must be her personal page. Um, You didn't add Cynthia? Uh, She's with Deb, so if you want to add her, you can. You'll see. uh, Hold on, I'll I'll type it in there. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the cryptid creatures are part of it. UFO sightings, abduction cases, those are all part of it. But what goes beyond just the strange and unusual phenomena is also the, I guess we could call kind of the real life aspect of things, the natural as opposed to the supernatural, with all the true crime that happens all the mental illness that happens, all the criminal mental illness that happens. The Bridgewater Triangle area has the highest amount of criminal mental illness per capita than anywhere else in Massachusetts. At one point, when the state's mental health system was in full swing, before a lot of it had become privatized, this area, the Bridgewater Triangle, had more mental hospitals and asylums per capita than anywhere else in the state. So it's not just the supernatural part. It goes beyond that. I'm just ignoring whatever this video call is. Uh, so then, with those expanded definitions of the triangle, in my opinion, that gives us a lot of different places that we can have teams go out and, and research. And so we have a team tonight out at Anawan Rock, which is usually a staple of the annual Bridgewater Triangle show, because much of the Bridgewater Triangle is directly related to King Philip's War, which was a a battle between the colonists and the Native Americans over who would have control of this area. And I don't want to get into the nuts and bolts too much of it right now, but when we connect with the team, we can talk about it a little bit there. Uh, but Anawan Rock is the site where Anawan, who was one of the generals of, of King Philip, met a comment, when he surrendered, it was at Anawan Rock. And that was the the end of King Philip's War. So for a long time, there's been reports in that area of there's phantom fires that are spotted, phantom drum sounds. People have seen spectral Native Americans walking through the woods. And the belief is that it's Anawan himself who feels bad. He regrets having 
had to surrender. He was a great general, a brilliant warrior. But at that point, all hope was lost. So it was better to just surrender than to have any more bloodshed. Because King Philip's war was the bloodiest war ever fought on American soil. A larger population of who lived here at that time died in that war than in the Civil War. So it's definitely left a stain on this area. And we get into the chicken and the egg debate all the time with King Philip's War about did the King Philip's War feed into the Bridgewater Triangle or did the Bridgewater Triangle feed into King Philip's War? Is all of this activity a result of what happened? Is this land cursed because of what happened in King Philip's War? Or was this land already cursed before there was anyone here? And that just had an effect on the people that were here. It's the great big mystery question that we always end up discussing when talking about the Bridgewater Triangle. So we have a team out there. We also have a team at the Oliver House in Middleborough, which has become a paranormal hotspot over the recent years. That is tied into the Revolutionary War, because that's where Benjamin Franklin was staying when he found letters in a closet that revealed the fact that the Oliver family had been loyalists and were secretly communicating the rebellion's plans, the colonists' plans, to King George. He found letters in the closet that were the correspondence between the Oliver family and the royal court. And he brought that to the attention of the colonists, and that led to the downfall of the Oliver family. So there are there tonight. We have the, the Oliver House team that runs all of the, the fantastic paranormal events that they, that they hold over at that house. They're over there tonight, so they're going to be checking in with us. And I can tell you that I've been in some really freaky places in doing this work for a long time now. The Oliver House is the place where things just always seem to happen and they always seem to be just profound experiences. Anyone who's been there, and, and with me especially, but anyone who's been there and been in the basement of the Oliver House, it's like you're in a different dimension. So they'll be there tonight. They'll call in. Also, we have a team, for the first time ever, we have a team at Maplecroft, which is the house that Lizzie Borden purchased after she was acquitted of the murder of her father and stepmother. So everybody knows and is quite familiar with the story of the house where the murders happened at 92 Second Street in Fall River. Because we have been talking about it for years. We've done investigations there. We've done live shows from there. But recently, the owners of that property acquired Maplecroft. And so now we're able to have investigations there. And DLH Paranormal has been investigating there frequently. So they are stationed there tonight. And they'll be going live from there. And then we, we're sending Matt Moniz out into the, into the field for this annual Bridgewater Triangle show. Because usually he's in here kind of quarterbacking everything with us in the studio. But I, it dawned on me this morning that one of the things that we've been missing from a lot of this is we haven't had someone go out and look for Bigfoot. We have not had someone go out on a Sasquatch 
hunt during the Bridgewater Triangle investigation show and all the years of doing it. And Moniz has been focusing on Bigfoot research a lot in recent years, working with the BFRO and bringing members of that team out to different places. And he knows where the hotspots are in the Bridgewater Triangle to try to encounter a Bigfoot. So we have sent him out into the field, and he is heading out in the area of, uh, around the Hockamock Swamp area. Now, he did run into a little car trouble on his way out there, so we're hoping that he can get out there. But if not, we understand. If Bigfoot is around, and he's listening to the sound of my voice, if you want to go help Moniz change his tire... I'm sure he would appreciate it. Do you think Bigfoot can just lift the car up? He wouldn't even need to jack the car up? Because we totally could have used him that time that those two girls were out in the parking lot. And we were here till like 3 in the morning trying to change their tire. I should I should put your microphone on. Right. That was a good time. I liked it. That was. <laughs> I should have prefaced that. Two drunk girls were in the parking lot screaming at us like it was our fault that their tire was flat when we were just trying to help them. But anyway... So uh, how's how's things going, Matt? Are we getting closer to to having people be able to go live? Um, no, well, okay. kind of. Because um, I can just talk for two hours. I've been doing it for all week long. So you are a chatty cat. I am, but we're we're figuring it out. Uh, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. Again, te- technology is not always our friend. Mark is uh, at Anawan Rock. And has he been able to, uh, has he been able to, oh my God, JC Webster's in the chat room. I love it. Uh, has he been able to, uh, go on the Facebook, on our page, or is he doing it from his own page? Uh, he just messaged and said he was there, so, uh, we should be getting some reports shortly. Okay. And, uh, so basically the issue is that, uh, it seems like people are having problems going live from our Facebook page. Because uh, yes. they've changed the page rules from last year when we did this. Right, because there's there's all that new, like, uh, Facebook, like, I guess BS. So if anybody is out there and so. knows how to make it so that... Uh, we're, we we figured it out. We're, we're, I mean, we have another option. Okay. I so. trust you. You just let me know what I have to do over on my end here. Okay, I'll... And I'll do it. So, and we'll also, of course, we'll take phone calls throughout the course of the show, too, at, uh, at 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. If people want to uh, call in with any questions they may have about the paranormal in the Bridgewater Triangle, if they want to call in with experiences that they have had in the Bridgewater Triangle, uh, I know that uh, we have a lot of folks that are listening to this show, maybe for the first time, maybe it's the first time that you've ever heard the Bridgewater Triangle discussed on Spooky South Coast. I want to say hi to everybody that's here for the first time, for this for the show for the first time. We have a lot of folks that joined us from El Gab tonight. I thank you for that. Tonight's a big night in El Gab world, so the fact that they're choosing to spend two hours with us before uh, moving on with some uh, an even bigger event is uh, is it's heartwarming for us. And of course, they had the Bartcast earlier with the new guest host of uh, Midnight in the Desert, Shannon LeGrow, who I, I'm very excited to see what she brings to the team. And when we're talking about cryptid research, she's she's a great resource on all things cryptid. So we're going to have to bring her on this show soon to talk about that. You can check out her show, Into the Fray, 
as well. But I was lucky enough to fill in two nights this week, and we talked about everything from animal magic to going down the rabbit hole of connected paranormal experiences. So if you haven't signed up for Midnight in the Desert, you can just go to midnightinthedesert.com, subscribe for $5 a month, and you'll get the archive, and you'll be able to hear the shows that I've hosted. So I think I've done I've done six shows now, and I'll be doing some more later on in October because I have to stay behind when uh, when Dave and, and Tim go on the, the Chris Jericho cruise. So... While they're gone, I'll, I'll stay behind and I'll, I'll host Midnight in the Desert. But my heart will be with them and all, all their wrestler friends. But uh, speaking of the Bridgewater Triangle, I don't know if I should tell you guys all this, but Chris Jericho actually came to the Bridgewater Triangle and investigated it. When uh, he came out to film a, a, a pilot for a television show, and every once in a while I put up the picture of, of Jericho and I together because it's, it's not a secret that he's... You know, he's my idol. I, I'm not shy about it. And uh, and so I got to film with him. So even he has come and investigated the Bridgewater Triangle. He was not available tonight to go out into the field. But uh, maybe one of these one of these times it can happen. Uh, the question came up. Uh, <laughs> the question came up in the chat room about the the bigger event. Um, it's I'll let the chat room people share that information because I'm not going to plug it on on this show. But uh, we will get some of these videos going. Matter how, what, what are we're following? Uh, uh, following the hashtag is that how we're going to do it? Yep, we're going to follow um, uh, hashtag Spooky Live on Facebook. On Facebook, um, and you can see all the live videos from there uh, when they happen. All right. So if I just keep refreshing that page over there, yep, I'll be able to see one of these new videos. See, this is this is why I th- I said at the beginning of the show he's the MVP. This this was this was the plan B. This is our plan B. Did, now, did you have this plan B going into the show, or did it just pop into your head as we no. were having these issues? No, that was just a, a fly by the seat of our pants radio. I love it. Thing. And see, and this is what's missing when you listen to these uh, these pre-produced podcast shows, which are great. I mean, there's, you know, I'm not I'm not putting them down in any way, but when you can fix it in post, it really takes away. A lot of the seat of the pants element. That's why I love doing this show. That's why I love doing Midnight in the Desert because it's it's very Art Bellish. It's just turning on a microphone, seeing what happens. Yeah, opening up those phone lines and seeing where it goes, and it may work, and it may not work. And I do have a tendency because I'm just a jerk to get angry when things don't go my way, and when things don't go the way that I had it planned. But at the same time, there's a part of me that gets very excited. Right. When there's those challenges, because now you have to overcome it. You can never be comfortable when you do things this way. It's very easy to become comfortable when you do a pre-recorded show that you can go in and, and make adjustments to, and you know that if you screw up, you can cut that out. It's a whole other experience to just turn on the microphone and go. And I think it's more endearing to the listener to hear that. And it's, at least in my opinion, it's more impressive when it's all pulled off correctly. Also, we had last year. We had a little help. We had um, Ashley and uh, Cody in the studio. That's true. That, ga- that gave us a hand. We really should have like so. recruited some interns for this. <laughs> we uh, have an intern here now. We, really? There's nice. there's there's a college intern with the the Fun 107 Morning Show. And I should have said that this is this is a requirement. Uh, we do have uh, Christina live. From, Christina is from live. Anawan Rock, I believe. Okay, so I'm going to go uh, over there and I'm going to try and feed that through to you. 
And and before we do that real fast, I'm just going to say that this is why we are doing this Bridgewater Triangle episode in a rushed and and uh, quickly coming together fashion this year is because Chrissy is is moving. And so we wanted to make sure that we could get this done one more time before she leaves because she's been such a big part of this show and a big supporter of everything Spooky South Coast for so many years, pretty much since the beginning, that um, we wanted to do this as, as kind of like a going-away present for her to get her involved in one more Bridgewater Triangle show. And I'm hoping she just has a great, great experience. Even if even if nothing paranormal happens, I hope it's just a, a good memory uh, because she's been investigating with that same team for a number of years now doing the show. So I'm going to roll over there and real fast and see if I can bring that up. Uh, I suppose I should... Let me feed this through to here, and uh, and and we'll see if we can. Uh, I'm gonna put that in mono, right? Let's see if we can make some magic. Okay, so it's team Mark. Please say the name of the team since I can't. Hit Wacka Paranormal Investigation Team without a cool acronym. Otherwise known as. Nope. Team Cannolis at Anawan Rock. Um, you can. Oh, did I? Did I or didn't I? You will find out later, I guess. So we have Mark, Scott, Ed, Nate, Dave, and Kim are behind the rock doing a walk around. They've been gone for a while now. Um, so I am a little nervous because we haven't even heard a peep from them. Um, but we are just hanging out. Uh, no, I didn't bring peeps. Um, <laughs> we are just hanging out, and we are checking out some of the new greenery that's around. the rock. You can't really even see the rock. Um, it's very dark out here. And um, we have some apps going. Um, let me see if I can switch this around. Um, yeah, see if I can switch this around. Oh, no, that didn't work. So, of course, now it's not going to say anything because um, it's just going to... It's been talking since we got here, but now it doesn't want to. So say hi to the team. They're all there. Hi, 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 hi. Nate's somewhere behind me. Nate doesn't want to be on camera. <laughs> and I, like I said, I can't find the rest of the team, but we'll check in later. Talk to you guys. All right, we are, uh, see, we're learning this on the fly. We're doing, it would be easier if I just kept it, uh, if I just kept it, the computer like right next to me over here, but I have very limited space on the counter. But that seemed to work. And, um, we will do this some more throughout the course of the night with the other teams as well, uh, as they go live. Uh, so, let me, uh, just, we're, we're trying to set something up as we're doing this. We had talked last week, uh, about the super chat that we have. Remind everybody, uh, Matt, about the super chat, what it, what it is. Uh, so the super chat is an option on YouTube, our, our YouTube chat. Uh, for those of you who are watching on Twitter, if you join us on YouTube, you could donate some, um, some money to highlight your comment on, 
on YouTube, and it will go to a good cause of our choosing. And is one of those possible causes, you had mentioned that there was multiple um, options for Bridgewater. Is the old Bridgewater Historical Society one of those options? Because that is who we have worked with in the past. Uh, they, yes. They, okay, please set that up if you can. And so now anyone who is in the Spooky South Coast chat room on YouTube, oh, there we go. So anybody who is in the chat room right now on the Spooky South Coast YouTube page, if you make a donation for Super Chat, that will go directly to the old Bridgewater Historical Society. We don't touch it. It doesn't go to us and filter through us to go to them. 100% of the money that is spent tonight will be filtered into the old Bridgewater Historical Society through YouTube. They're just going to cut them a check for whatever money we raise for them in the Super Chat tonight. And the old Bridgewater Historical Society is the uh, organization that we worked with a few years ago when we did an investigation event out that way where we were able to investigate the... uh, the Reverend Keith Parsonage, when we were able to investigate the old Bridgewater Historical Society's building, where we were able to investigate the uh, cemetery and also War Memorial Park, which if you watched Haunted Towns, a lot of the stuff in the open where you saw the guys kind of standing around and they were in this this park, that was that was War Memorial Park in Bridgewater. And so we have a very strong affinity for the old Bridgewater Historical Society. That was the place where I actually got to hold in my hands the original signed treaty in which Massasoit, the great sachem of the Wampanoag people, signed over the lands of Bridgewater to the colonists. I held in my hands a piece of paper. It was protected, of course, but a piece of paper that bore the signature of Massasoit. That's an amazing thing. That's an amazing connection to be able to make with our history. And so if you donate to the Super Chat, you can support that tonight. So that option is there if you want to do that. Now, for Super Chat, that makes everything pop up and bigger. Does it pop up just bigger for us or for everybody? Uh, so what it, what it does is um, it gives it like a random color and it, uh, it pins it to the top. Um, I think there is a requirement for it has to be over... Two dollars for you to actually like type a message in, but you're able to type a message. Uh, you could say from whoever, or um, like like if you want to do it in memory of someone, right? If you want to put uh, hashtag legacy or um, anything, anything like that. So, uh, so anything that you type in there when you make a donation, I will read it on the air as long as it's appropriate. I like that. So if it's if you want it to be in memory of someone, if you want it to be a question to be asked, and of course the regular chat does does the same. The regular chat will still be going on throughout the course of the show, but the super chat option is just something that you can do to make a little bit of a donation. And I like this option because I feel like this is a good way to kind of give back. We can do this on a weekly basis. And it's a good way to give back. And you know what's the best part is they have no idea that it's coming. We can just have them get a check from YouTube and then just, you know, not, we can even not even say anything. So there's that possibility too. The other aspect of Bridgewater itself, in addition to having 
um, the Bridgewater Triangle is it's it's a it's a it's an area where the Native Americans kind of avoided. For as much as they were up and down the coast of Massachusetts, as much as they were, you know, having their settlements throughout southeastern Massachusetts, they avoided much of the Bridgewater area. But now it has a very high concentration of people living there. Because as people moved from the city out into the suburbs, you know, that was like a comfortable distance for a lot of people to, to move from Boston. So it's very densely populated, yet we still have the Hockamock Swamp, which is completely untouched in some areas. But this whole area of, of the Bridgewater Triangle and the Hockamock Swamp in particular is being targeted for an eventual commuter rail route. Now, for those of you who aren't from the area, if I say the term South Coast Rail, it doesn't mean anything to you. But for those of you who live in Massachusetts, I might as well be talking about the Big Dig, which was you know, a multi-decade attempt at fixing Boston traffic that finally, finally got completed. But South Coast Rail has been the same thing. It's been this, this thing that's been promised for years to allow for rail travel from the south coast of Massachusetts, which is where Spooky South Coast broadcasts from, into Boston. And they announced earlier this year that it will happen, I believe by 2021, they're going to have the diesel route going. So they're going to take the existing train tracks that are out there, and they're going to have a commuter rail that comes from where we are, from New Bedford and Fall River, and goes to Boston through Middleborough and and up into Boston along that route. But the further down the line plan is to put in an electric route that would be more direct, but that they have to have new track laid for. And that would go right through the heart of the Hockamock Swamp. That would go right through the heart of the Bridgewater Triangle. So all of that untouched wild swampland would become window fodder for commuters every day. And one of the things that we have often is the question pops up, would that lead to more sightings because people are traveling through there and paying attention to a deep part of the swamp that they've never seen before? Or would that lead to less sightings because whatever is there, these these cryptid creatures and all of these UFO sightings and all that would have to find another weird spot to congregate. So that's one of the big questions going forward of the Bridgewater Triangle. So in, in, in 15 years when we're still doing this show, we might have to look back and say, you know, remember when there wasn't this train route going through the Hockamock Swamp and we could still send teams in there and still have things happen. So there's 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 some uh, there's some issues with the super chat. I take it. Uh, so the super chat is only available on uh, as super chat for good. Um, this option is only available on desktop or Android. Okay. Um, iOS people are out of luck. I do sad, have to sadly. say I do have to say that it's probably their fault for having an iPhone. <laughs> right. I'm not shy <laughs> about m- my belief that Android is far right. superior. We appreciate you all listening. 
even on your iPhones. We appreciate you wanting to donate and help out, even on your iPhones. But this is just another sign that shows that just an, uh, you know Android is better. Maybe maybe uh, uh, later on during the week we'll put it out uh, on social media. Um, we'll set up another option if people want to donate. So I think we have another video. Uh, we do. We have uh, Dev Vickers. Would you like to give it a try? Let's do this. All right. So this is the DLH Paranormal team. They are at Maplecroft in Fall River, the second home owned by Lizzie Borden and her sister, Emma, when uh, this was after the trial they purchased this house. And uh, and, and I'll tell you a little bit of a, a story about Maplecroft uh, after this video. Downstairs to the kitchen, to the other wing. All right, so we're going to head up to the third floor. So I'm going to click off, and then I'll click back on. Hi, Angela. How are you? We're at Lizzie's, um, well, Lizzie's Maplecroft. We're going to cut out for now, and um, we're going to head up to the third floor. All right, so there's a little taste of the video there with uh, DLH Paranormal at Maplecroft. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, let me let me run it again because you only got a little bit of it there. And if you miss a part of this, these videos, you can just follow the hashtag Spooky Live on Facebook and uh, just keep refreshing that hashtag and it'll show up. So why don't we run that again so we can get the whole video from the beginning? Uh, of course, it's not available yet because they just finished going processing. live. <laughs> you know why it's processing, right? Probably has an iPhone. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. And then it's supposed to link in? Yeah. All right, here yeah, we go. Yeah, because yours... Maybe they are linked in because it's, it's very grainy. It's not clear like that. Weird. Yeah, this is. Oh shoot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So apparently we can't get on to Spooky South Coast. So I'm linking up. Hi Sue. <laughs> we got Kevin over here. Hello. Cindy over here. Hello. The rest of the people are downstairs. Um, we're just up in Lizzie's sitting room. Yeah. We have um, Spare Fox going, well, the portal, actually. The REM pod set up. Hey, Donna. We had a lot of activity in the basement. We actually heard a woman's voice right next to Sue. Hi, Walter. We're in Lizzie's little sitting room connected to her bedroom. Can you come over and light this up by the fire? We did get a lot of activity in the basement. Um, How was that? If you're somewhere else in the house, can you come in here and join us? That was not right there. You missed that. Can you come over here and join us in this room, please? 
So again, we are at Maplecroft, Lizzie's home, which she purchased after the murders. Zelina. Spears, who just came into this room? Donna, Donna said hi. Donna from mom. Um, I'm going to come over a little closer so we can hear the script box and the porno. I wish you guys had been on when we got the woman's voice downstairs. It was clear as day. What was funny about that voice was I just ignored it even though it was like a radio piece. I thought so too. I ignored it. And nothing was on. How many spirits are in the house with us right now? I'm going to walk you guys around a little bit. Um, Lizzie's bedroom. Let me know if you guys see anything. Spirits, do you think we should go upstairs? Sounded like you said you should all go away. <laughs> should all go away. Should we go upstairs? Is that, is that where you are? Libraries in there. Emma's room. Who's hallway. To Lizzie's bathroom. This is Lizzie's bathroom. Her own toilet. This is her tub. Her sink and her medicine cabinet. Downstairs to the kitchen, to the other wing. Alright, so we're going to head up to the third floor. So I'm going to Click off and then I'll click back on. That's me. Hi, Angela. How are you? We're at Lizzie's, um, well, Lizzie's Maplecroft. We're going to cut out for now and um, we're going to head up to the third floor. All right. That's about where we picked it up before. And we'll have more videos coming up for you in the next hour. We'll talk more about the Bridgewater Triangle. We'll also take your calls. 0500. If you want to share your stories from the Bridgewater Triangle, we'll return with more spooky South Coast coming up in just a bit. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store.
Welcome back. Hour number two of Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with the silent assassin Matt Costa, the man behind the magic, the man who's making this all happen tonight as we are broadcasting with our annual Bridgewater Triangle investigation show. And I, I think that we've done one every single year. I haven't gone back to, to check through and to go through the archives to make sure of that fact, but I, I'm pretty sure that we've always found a way to squeeze them. And I think we did one in December one time. So we've done every year since... 2007. Because uh, wow. I, I don't think we did one in 2006. So I think 2007 was the first year where we said, let's do one of these. A lot of people don't realize that, that we've been on the air since 2006. We were just time. we were young lads back then. So today is our 12th? I think annual. so. Would that work? I'm not sure. But we're going to have Lucky 13, our 13th anniversary, coming up in January. So we're going to have to have a, a, a big blowout party. For the 13th? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I like it. Just because it's, you know, it's it's Lucky 13. Right. And I think that we we have a lot to celebrate this year with having had the... Uh, oh, oh, Matt. Our actual anniversary, January 26th, yes, is on a Saturday night. Wow. This might all come together perfectly. Maybe we can even get the station to throw some money behind it. Right. Now that maybe, they, maybe now we'll, they, they we'll know get, that we're here. We'll get some anniversary snacks. Oh, yes. If we get to have a party somewhere, we're just going to have a giant bowl of Swedish fish. <laughs> yes, yes. Because Billy Boy Candy is like still that. open. I know it's for sale, but it's still open. So maybe we can get Billy Boy on as a sponsor and get them right. just bring a bunch of assorted candy. And then we can... Not, not, not that not that we would ever ever get canceled, but I hope like if we ever get canceled, the, the fans of Spooky South Coast will send the station Swedish Fish till they bring us back on the air like they do uh, other shows. I, yeah, I, I think... See, I listen to a lot of... Uh, a lot of talk radio in general. And you hear about like what food sponsors they, they get. Mm-hmm. Like uh, local restaurants come and drop. So, like, we had Howie Carr here in, in Nakushnet. Howie Carr and Ann Coulter came today for an event that was uh, in conjunction with WBSM at the Century House. And Howie Carr, whenever he does things, you know, they always talk about the Kowloon. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even need anything that fancy, although I love the Kowloon. And I could really go for some right now. <laughs> Want to drive to Saugus when the show's over? Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll go to the Kowloon and then uh, Kelly's right after. Yes, Kelly's is open till what four a.m. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a perfect plan. But um, so we don't need anything fancy. Is that, like we're just happy with candy. Yeah, Swedish fish. I don't even like seafood. I'll eat Swedish fish all day. It is. It is the one seafood that you'll eat. It's probably because it comes from Sweden, so it tastes <laughs> different. Right. Exactly. Uh, but uh, it, of course, snacks is a huge part of this show, so it's got to be a huge part of that 13th anniversary. So we'll, we'll come up with something. Maybe some of uh, some of the listeners will want to join us for that. We did have a first anniversary party in January of 2007, and um, you know, what? first anniversary it, parties like building and building an audience. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't our yeah. finest moment. We had some friends and family. We had a lot more family, I think, than we had friends. Or maybe more, maybe more friends and family. Maybe our family didn't come and support us, but it was it was a sparse crowd. 
What did we do? Right. I remember we hooked up. I think we appreciated everybody who came. Well, of course we did. Oh, absolutely. And and a lot of those people that were there are still listeners to the show today. Yeah, and they will we had be a there cake, the thirteenth. Balloons. Uh, I believe I set up giant speakers and there was, played. Yeah, there's my beer. iPod. There's beers. That's the important part. You the know. bar was open. That's all that mattered. Chris but, Balzano was there. Yes, that was fun. Did did Blanche come? I think so. I think you did. Yeah. yeah. There's some par- paranormal peeps there. Yeah. I know we had the first nice. Odd Fest at the same location, so I might be con- I might be confusing it with that. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to do it this year. We haven't done it. People have been asking. They want to have a party, so we'll find a way to to have a party, especially if it's going to be on our actual anniversary. So who knows what we can pull together. Uh, speaking of pulling things together, you've probably been hearing us talk about some different events that are coming up. Uh, on the Spooky South Coast calendar. Of course, we have the Plymouth Paracon next weekend, and there still are some very limited tickets available for the different packages involved with the Plymouth Paracon, uh, the VIP party on Friday. There, there's investigations you can take part in. I did find out this week for sure that uh, Stephanie and myself and Porter and I believe John Zaffis, at least us four, will all be part of the VIP dinner on Saturday night at T-Bones in Plymouth. Which I'm fired up for because T Bones is awesome. The the food at T Bones is really good, and you can get tickets to that. I don't know how many are left, but you can get tickets to that and join us for dinner as part of all the festivities. And of course, they have the investigations, they have the day of of lectures and and the convention floor itself. So get all of that information at PlymouthParacon.com. But we also have some other events that are coming up, Spooky South Coast related. On October 13th, we'll be at the Parson Barnard House in North Andover, Massachusetts. Now, North Andover is uh, one of the sites where they had all of those gas explosions the other night. Um, but from, from everything I understand, that event is still long going. Uh, we'll be able to, I haven't had a chance to, to check in with Greg and make sure, but uh, we will have that event on October 13th, which is the literally the 300th anniversary to the day of the death of Reverend Thomas Barnard. So we are going to try to clear his name that night so that people stop saying that he's one of the accusers of the Salem witches as instead was trying to defend them. We're going to set the record straight that night, but also we have some unfinished business with, with Simeon, the spirit that haunts the attic of that house. So that'll be October 13th. October 20th, we will be at Edaville, which is always a great time to have a closed-down amusement park to investigate for an entire night. But that is a place where there's everything from Native American spirits that are seen to the house that has had three different people commit suicide in it, the museum building, which has its own haunted history, as well as all the old artifacts from the original Edaville. All the old decorations are all up in the attic there. And so there's there's got to be some energy attached to that. And also, all the rides in the Midway came from other parks when they were rebuilding Edaville. So those all carry with them their own energy. The carousel, for example, came from Gaslight Village in New York, which anybody that's familiar with the Lake George area, the Saratoga area, uh, Gaslight Village, which eventually got swallowed up by the Six Flags there. Uh, but that was a, a very haunted amusement park. And so they have the carousel there now. So that's on October 20th. And then we announced a new event a few weeks ago. November 16th, we're going to be at the Bull Mansion in Worcester. The first time anyone has ever investigated the Bull Mansion. And we're going to feed you some 
some pizza that they make at the Bull Mansion, and we will investigate that building. So you can be part of the first ever investigation there. That's happening November 16th. So if you go to SpookySouthCoast.com and go to the events page, you can get tickets to any one of these events. Now, I'm also going to be all over the place coming up in October. I'll be giving free lectures at a number of libraries across the area, going all the way down as far as Provincetown and Harwich, and then coming back up this way in, in Wareham and Lakeville. So uh, I, I think I have about six or seven different library lectures booked right now. So I will, I'll have all that information up on my Twitter, all that information up on my Facebook page so that you can come out and check those out. And also, we have some very interesting events that are coming up. On October 11th, I will be taking part in uh, an event at the Mattapoisen Historical Society where I'll be giving a lecture, but we'll also be doing an investigation of their building with everybody in attendance. So it's a $10 donation to, to get into that. $10 is the ticket price to get into that night. $10 to have a chance to go on a paranormal investigation of a building that has never been investigated. And then I'm working on finalizing everything, but it looks like it's going to happen on a Sunday later on in the month that we are going to investigate a new location in Plymouth. So it'll be the same setup. It will be a lecture followed by an investigation. We'll be there for a good three or four hours investigating, and that ticket will cost $25. So really a a nice, affordable way to be able to investigate the paranormal for the first time. That's... Pretty good deal. So uh, I'll have all that information coming up. Matt, were you saying that we, uh, we have we do have another video to go to? Uh, right all right. So I am going to uh, I'm going to load that up, and uh, and for Carol, who I know is uh, is listening, it's uh, usually there's multiple people in the studio. There's usually myself and Matt Moniz is usually here, and Stephanie Burke. But uh, Stephanie is actually attending an event. Uh, there's uh, some of our good friends. Their their son was getting married, and Stephanie is uh, taking part in, in attending that wedding. And then Moniz was on his way out to the woods behind the Raynham Dog Track to look for Bigfoot as part of our investigation here of the Bridgewater Triangle. And uh, he ran into car trouble on the way. Now, normally we'd say, wow, that's paranormal maybe, but uh, Moniz has been having some some stuff going on with his vehicle. So hopefully this is the last thing that he has to deal with. Poor guy. I know that problem firsthand. So he will not be able to be out there looking for Bigfoot tonight. But the silent assassin, Matt Costa, is here making it all happen and making it so that we can go to these live videos of the teams that are out there in the triangle. And uh, we are going to go to another one of those right now. I think if I bring the microphone with me this time, I can talk my way into doing this. It really screws up your camera shot, I know. But um, So if you want to follow along with these videos as they're happening and as they're going live, just go to Facebook, which, of course, I now lo- no longer have internet. Of course. Just go to Facebook and search the hashtag SpookyLive, and you'll be able to see these videos as they're coming in. Yep, no, it's, it's trying to connect, but it's connecting it to an unidentified network. So... Matt. You had it. 
Do me a favor. While I'm taking care of this, can you tell all the folks about Parabox Monthly? Uh, sure. Do you want Do you want the book? I need, uh, I need the paper because I'm not the one who reads it. I'm, I'm going to give you the book. Uh, so Parabox Monthly. is a subscription box that you can sign up for that is, um, let me bring up the graphic. So if you go to paraboxmonthly.com and use the promo code SPOOKYLIVE, you get 10% off the subscription box. What you get in that subscription box is a clue to a, uh, to a riddle that is on your t-shirt that you get. And you can, um... If you figure out the riddle, you can go online and enter your uh, your answer to get more free stuff. The uh, T-shirt has themes that include ghosts and haunted locations, UFO encounters and aliens, folklore and legends, cryptozoology, and urban legends. So uh, Tim has one of the shirts. He hasn't let anyone else wear it aside from him, but I felt it, and it was very soft and stylish, and I liked it. I mean, I'd, so, I'd, I'd, I'd let you, I'd let you wear it if you wanted to, but like I've already worn it, so doesn't that yeah, just make okay. it weird now? It is. It would. It would make it weird. Not that. Uh, not that I would be opposed to to sharing clothes with you, but yeah, I mean, that's you know, teenage girls do that. <laughs> like grown men don't share clothes with each other. It's two thousand. It's uh, what two thousand eighteen. It is. It's I fine. shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't cast aspersions and and things like that. So our we do have another friends here. <laughs> We do have another video we can go to. It is uh, DLH Paranormal at Maplecroft, so we're going to go to that. It's a it's about a five minute video, so we'll we'll stick with it uh, for as long as we can, and then we'll come back with some more. And don't forget, you can call in with your own Bridgewater Triangle experiences at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred, or maybe you have a question, you can call in at those numbers. Also, join us in the chat room on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. If you're listening to us just on the radio, you will be able to hear these videos, but you're missing the visual aspect of going to our YouTube channel and watching the show, which you should do anyway on a Saturday night. If you're listening live, if you're part of the show when it's live, you should be tuning into the YouTube channel so you can see what's going on in the studio, and it's just that much more interesting to people. I don't know why, but they love to watch us, and so we have uh, Matt's put together a fantastic video component of the show that you can check out each week. And if you ever miss it, you can always go to the Spooky South Coast YouTube channel and catch all the archives. And, uh, and see it for yourself. All right, so we are going to go to this video right now. Anybody in this closet? Okay. One more time, guys, for Spooky Live. Um, we're up here on the third floor. This was the room that Lizzie's travel companion lived in, Trudy, and she actually set off the REM pod. Couple times. Couple times. Um, we have the spirit box going in the other room. Getting some hits on that. We've had some activity on that as well. Um, the little small tiny room over here. Are you sitting on one of these chairs? Can't really see too much. Why did you see something? So we've had some activity here on the third floor. See that gorgeous stained glass window down there? 
on the staircase. Hey, Walter. <laughs> Try the knock again, Sue. See if it works. Do you know this? Can you light that up on the bureau or that up on there? If you know this. Sometimes it's quiet. Oh, oh you do know that. Hey. Did it twice. Did it twice. And it do, do, do. Thanks Very for finishing good. that. That was awesome. Did you guys see that? I heard it over that was really cool. Wow. That was awesome. Thank Can you. Can you do that one more time? It takes a lot of energy. One more time. Please. Did it actually finish it? It did it twice. Hi, Miss Sally. Sally, we're at Maplecroft. Well, thank you for doing it the first time anyway. That was yeah, awesome. that was amazing. That was really That was good. really awesome. That's twice I've got that response. Uh -huh. Shaving a haircut, huh? Yep. You guys like that song, huh? That was twice you got that here, so. Twice. Right? Because you got that downstairs. Down yeah. The K2 meter went two bits. Yep. And just now. Yep. That beep, beep. That was amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. And in case you people didn't know it, that was written in 1889, so it is very familiar to them. Yep. Hi, Chris. How's it going on 2nd Street tonight? How's it going over on 2nd Street tonight? We're getting some pretty good things over here. Oh, there it is. I heard it. So it was, it was more of a shift than that. Yeah. Like that. Mm -hmm. So like the floorboards, like when you step, like they keep All right, I'm gonna click off for a while, guys, and we'll probably go back down to the first floor. Everybody uses my shave and a haircut trick.
So uh, we we have we do have a team at the Oliver House. That's DLH Paranormal, Deb and the crew over at Maplecroft in Fall River. We do have a team at the. Hold on, let me stop this. This is going to go into a random video. I'm uh, I'm talking way away from the mic like I'm Barry. The um the team at uh, at the Oliver House. They're having some issue with their their hotspot, and that is a problem at the Oliver House. Is because it's in the woods of Middleborough that you don't always get a great signal out there. So they are having some issues. But uh, I, I have a good shave and a haircut story about being at the Oliver House. So whenever I'm on an investigation, I try to get everybody to kind of congregate in one area, usually the basement. And I say, okay, we're going to turn off all the lights. We're going to turn off all the devices. We're going to sit here, and we're just going to get ourselves used to the house. We're going to get used to the sounds that it makes. We're going to get used to um, you know, the hot water heater kicking on. We're going to get used to... As cars drive by, the headlight pattern, so that we don't think that uh, a car driving by is something anomalous. You know, we try and kind of get the feel for what's going on. And when we were in the basement of the Oliver House, uh, one of the things that I always do when we're when we're getting acclimated to the house is I will try shaving a haircut, and I'll just you know go, and I'll ask for it to finish the knock. And what's funny is I found out recently that shaving a haircut does not go back nearly as far as I thought that it would in history. So uh, it doesn't always work in some of the older places, but it's a good thing to try. So we're in the basement of the Oliver House, and I'm doing dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and I'm hearing on the pipes a response, something tapping the pipes in response. And it went on for quite a long time, and I I was just blown away. Well, I thought everybody was in the basement, but it turns out not everybody was in the basement. As I went upstairs, I went all the way up to the third floor. And a guy was up there, and he said, You guys won't believe what's been happening to me. I keep hearing something banging shave and a haircut, so I've been responding two bits. So, yeah. He was banging the pipes. The the sound was traveling up the pipes in the basement all the way up to the third floor. And... um or the, yeah, the second floor, three floors above the basement. And so he was, uh, he thought he was responding to something and we thought something was responding to us. So that's why you always have to ask. 508-996-0500-877-996-1420. This is our annual Bridgewater Triangle investigation show. I highly recommend that you go back and download some of our previous Bridgewater Triangle investigation shows because we've sent teams out to all different areas over the years. All different places. Some of them that you've heard about, some of them that you haven't. I think most people that listen to the show have heard of the Freetown State Forest. They've heard of Anawan Rock. They've heard of Profile Rock. Uh, they've heard of uh, even Nine Men's Misery. Some of these places throughout the Triangle. But there's also been places that I didn't even know about until teams went out there for the first time. And uh, and when we do send teams out, I just want to be clear about something that we make sure that they are going to a place where they can be completely safe. If they're going somewhere where it's going to be outdoors or where there isn't, you know, obviously the team that's at Maplecroft, the people that own Maplecroft know that they're there. They work there as guides. They, you know, that's it's it's part of their territory. They're familiar with it. It's okay. They have all the permissions. But with the team and the Oliver House, same thing. But the team that's out at Anawan Rock, for example, you know, they, they're smart. They go to the local police department and they say, hey, just to let you know, we're some paranormal investigators. We're taking part in this radio broadcast and we're going to be out at Anawan Rock tonight. 
And a lot of investigators are afraid to do that. They're afraid to go to the police and tell them what they're doing because they're afraid the police are going to say, oh, no, you can't do that. But I can tell you that in 13 years of doing this show, almost 13 years of doing this show, whenever we have sent someone out for an investigation or whenever we know anybody that's gone out for an investigation, even if it's not part of the broadcast, if they go to the police and say, here's what we're doing, most of the time the police say, okay, thanks for letting us know. Now we know that if uh, anybody reports seeing people walking around in the woods out there, we don't have to go check it out. So that's why you want to let them know. They're not going to stop you. More often than not, they'll probably tell you a story or an experience that they've had themselves. But it is important to note that you can't just go and trespass in places, which is why we don't really send anybody into cemeteries as part of the show, because the cemeteries close at dusk. And so you technically would be trespassing should you go in there. So we don't send anybody to cemeteries. And there's, you know, just letting down the, the, the barrier here a little bit. You know, there was one location that one of the teams wanted to go to that uh, they could have access to, but that the general public is not allowed to go to, and that it would have caused a problem had they had they gone. So we just asked for them to reconsider and, and, and go somewhere else instead because we are very aware of the fact that people are listening to this show and people are listening to the show about places that are very nearby where they live. And the people who listen to the show are very interested in the paranormal. So if we were to start talking about, just as an example, a haunted cave that people are investigating that's 15 miles away from here, people are going to go to that haunted cave and check it out. So we have a responsibility to make sure that we are letting you know that everybody's playing by the rules, everybody's being respectful, and they're making sure that even though you might not be able to go to these same places next weekend yourself and do this, at least the possibility exists that it can still be done, as opposed to having them completely shut down anyone from being able to go and investigate. So it seems like we have a, a live video happening right now with, uh, I think they call themselves Team Pitwaka. Chrissy prefers Team Cannoli. And you know what? Uh, I was going to say, wasn't it Team Cannoli? Chrissy's leaving. She's moving away. Chrissy can call it Team. It's Team Cannoli for, for tonight. So we are going to go to that video. Uh, give me one moment and I will bring that up. And what I like about this, uh, about this, you know, searching the hashtag Spooky Live is that you don't have to just go to the Spooky South Coast page now to see them. You can just search that that uh, search bar. But if you're not a fan of Spooky South Coast on Facebook, why not go there and give us a like? And if you're watching us on YouTube for the first time, please subscribe. And then that way there you'll always know about everything that we're doing. Did they use the hashtag? Because it's not showing up on my list. Uh, I guess. Oh, man, don't tell me I lost my name. No, I'm still seeing the same thing here. Even on this computer, I'm not getting the updated version. Oh, do, should I get off post from friends, maybe? Nope, same thing. I got I got the same thing over here. Oh, well, I don't know how you did it, and I couldn't, but...
our team here at Anawan Rock, um, we finally found our members that were lost behind the rock. And yes, they found us, thank God. <laughs> freezing. Dave, what, what were you ha having experiences over on the other side of the rock? Well, first, um, I mean, it was genuinely just weird over there. This is the first time I've been out where there's no moon or any light. So, I mean, genuinely, it was really dark. I mean, very dark. And I think, you know, it took a bit to get used to that. Um, you're just trying to settle in. But as we were talking, um, I mentioned that silhouette we saw up on the rock uh, about three years ago, the one that you and I experienced. It mm. was kind of showing where it was. And I don't know, five or ten seconds later, I was looking back in that direction. And I thought that I had just could see motion. And it was, and I wasn't sure quite what it was. I thought maybe it was branches and stuff like that, some bushes. So I didn't pay much attention. But then, right next to me, it looked as if there was a line. Mm -hmm. It's the only way to describe it. It's a thin line that moved in front of me, really close to me. And I kind of went, whoa, whoa, what was that? <laughs> and um, then Kim had said that she thought she might have seen Kim. There you go. you might have seen something similar, right? Yeah, it's a white, white. Yeah. To the right of us. And we could hear the voices over here, but, and I don't know if it's bullfrogs or what we were. I was definitely hearing stuff off to our left of ways. See, we expected to hear your voices thinking maybe, okay, you hear us, we hear you, but we couldn't hear anything. It was like pitch, yeah. like silence from the fact that, from but we couldn't them. hear you guys at all. And then Nate came and he blew the whole party. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Kim, didn't we have a special surprise for Mark? So, Mark, this is my going away present to you. <laughs> I know what this is. You know, wait, wait, what, what, what is happening here? What is going on here? Yeah, Tim, Matt, we got cannolis. There's cannolis at Anawan Rock. Kick my butt for coming out here. All right, we're signing off. Talk to you later. I am literally searching Google Maps right now to see the distance between... The Spooky Studio in Anawan Rock to see if I can get there and get a cannoli before they leave. They should at least swing by. I mean, somebody's bound to have to head in this direction. Right, right. We usually hang just, out for a, for a while afterwards. Every, every time that we have an event, Chrissy was always great about bringing cannolis. That's so good. Usually, I don't know why she gets them, but... We just hid in the kitchen and didn't tell anybody else that there was cannolis, but sometimes we shared, but most times we didn't. So that's that's awesome that uh, <laughs> they presented Mark because Mark's the one that's been hanging on to the team name because it stands for Paranormal Investigative Team without a cool acronym. So that's what they came up with the first time they went up there. So I like it. Started calling themselves Team Petwaka, yeah. and um, Chrissy always would fight for Team Cannoli. So I think if you're going to shove your face with some fine cannoli, then Cannoli Team Cannoli wins out. So they're out at Anawan Rock. That was uh, that was pretty cool. And um, again, these are all locations that are within the Bridgewater Triangle. These are all locations that are uh, repeat investigations because they DLH has been investigating Maplecroft. Uh, we were just talking about how uh, Team Cannoli was out at Anawan Rock last year. Uh, we've had you know enough experience over the years and, and, and over time with them investigating these places. They're very familiar with them. 
So if they're saying that something's going on, you know, I, I, I trust them. That's the one thing about this show, doing this show every year, is that you get the itch to say, one of these years, I want to be out there. I want to be out there doing it. But somebody has to be in here and kind of quarterback the whole thing and make this all happen. So Matt Costa and I make that sacrifice. But, I mean, there were cannolis involved. So right. nobody maybe, could have blamed us. Maybe one day when um, the technology, like, leaps forward, we've been, we, can, we can carry all this equipment out to the field. We've been getting there. I mean, we're getting there more and more. Right. The fact that everybody can just go out there with their cell phone now and be part of the program live is pretty awesome. And we'll fix that issue. Whatever the issue is with them being able to connect with the Spooky South Coast page, we'll fix that before next year. Right. And this is the one thing that we're going to have to fix. We're going to have to train everybody to hold their phone horizontally. <laughs> and what's what's funny is I was talking to Moniz earlier on the phone. I said, if you're going to go out there and do it, you know, you got to turn your phone horizontally. And he's like, I know. But I was like, yeah, you might know, but you're not going to do it. Because it's really like it's just natural instinct to hold your phone the regular way. Right, right. Especially if you're trying to read along with what people are, are messaging you during the, the Facebook Live. So that what we're, next year I think we'll, we'll hold the training course beforehand. We'll have everybody kind of meet here and then they can disperse out into the triangle. Right. And then uh, we always talk about that every year. Because we say, oh, we'll get pizza and we'll bring them in and we'll kind of go over how it's going to work. And then it always turns into at like 9.45, I'm sending everybody Facebook messages about what to do. <laughs> right. Or in, in the case that, of this year, actually be a, That might be a good plan for next year. Let's, let's keep that You know mind. what? Let's plan it now for next year. Right. Let's And let's get a, a pizza sponsor. Right. So we can send everybody off uh, in, into the field with some, some fine pizza. It'll be uh, pizza and uh, down the road brewer. Is it? Brewer. Is it? Oh, yeah. We didn't get the Puckwudgie Ale this time. No. Is it just me, or was it like like clockwork at like quarter of? We just started talking about food. Yeah, yeah. It's very it's it's not planned. It's not something that we, uh, something that we put on the docket of things that we have to talk it's about. On our mind, it just oh. naturally the the discussion goes to food. I think the cannolis set it off. The cannolis are what uh, what did it, right? So. If you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, any comments, any experiences in the Bridgewater Triangle that you want to share, 508-996-0500, 877-996-1420. I, I don't think I'm giving any information away here, uh, any sensitive information. I haven't signed any non-disclosure agreements. So for me to say that there are a couple of different television productions that are focusing on the Bridgewater Triangle right now. Now, they haven't come here to film yet. They're in the process of, of gathering uh, experts and flying them out to their production studios to, to talk about the Bridgewater Triangle in studio, and then they'll probably send someone out to get B-roll stuff and, and do uh, recreations and, and things of that nature. But there are two different programs that are focusing solely on the Bridgewater Triangle right now. And that's only going to help bolster the the reputation of the Bridgewater Triangle, but they've both reached out to me and they both asked the same question each time. What experiences have you had in the Bridgewater Triangle? And I have to say to them, I have had many experiences. Most of my experiences that I've had have been in the Bridgewater Triangle because you get things of every 
nature, things of every kind, and this is this is what it's uh, this is what it's all about. It's about being able to put all the pieces together. And this is one area we can do that. Before we go to that video, I want to take this call. Good evening. You are on Spooky South Coast. Okay, that was a quick call. That was just somebody calling in to hum. All right, so we do have a video. So, so Deb is live, so I don't know if you want to wait for I will. I will do that. And uh, I think we should also, can you do me a favor? Can you message? Oh, this is this is uh, the call coming in again. I see who it is. So we are going to take this call. Uh, so uh, how can you talk on the phone if you're shoving your face with cannoli? <laughs> I'm a multitasker, sir. <laughs> so we're at Anna One Rock. Yes. We look to our east. Oh, now? Now it's southwest? Okay. Apparently I couldn't be any more wrong. But to the southwest, there's a... It, it's got to be a UFO. It's the only thing I can say. There's a bright light. It's in the sky. And it's going left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, real quick. Up and down, left and right. Wow, like zigging across there's the sky? There's no helicopter noise. There's nothing. There's no noise out here other than crickets. And, of course, Christina. But um, it, it's just moving back and forth, back and forth, like no plane would do. And if it was a helicopter, I'd hear the helicopter noise. Right. And it's been doing it for a while. And uh, I know well, it's, it's, it's prob- clearing at the trees. It's clear as clear as a, as a bell. But I can't – we have no idea what this could possibly be that would w- move like that. And I'm sure, you know, pointing a phone at it won't won't do any good because it's you're not going to see it. Oh, you wouldn't see it. It's way yeah. too far, and it's – and it's a light from here. The light is literally the size of your of your pinky nail. I don't it's moving back and forth, back and forth. In all the years of doing the show, I don't think we've ever had UFO activity happening live during. I've the never show. seen a UFO until now, but it's unidentified. I don't know what it is, so I'm gonna call it a UFO. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I mean, the one thing about that area is it's it's in the flight path for Logan. That's uh, where they start yep. circling to land, but you're not going to see a, a landing in any direction. It's just back and forth. Yeah, you're not going to see a plane do that if it's if it's out in that area. No, you know, we've had planes fly over, and they're low. This is a whole different activity. They're they're very low. You can see that they're a plane when they're flying over that area. Yeah, you know they're only at a couple of thousand case, feet. So this is definitely something. Uh, well, like you say, if it's not normal, it's paranormal. Absolutely. Well, keep us up to date with what goes on, and, and we'll see if we can find out tomorrow if there was anything uh, anything else anomalous reported out there. Will do, Tim. All right. Thanks, guys, for all of your uh, help tonight, and uh, be safe getting home. Oh, happy to do it. Thanks. Take Bye. care. And uh, that is, uh, well, since Mark called in, we'll call them Team Pitwalker right now, but it's also Team Cannoli. And uh, we'll see if we can connect with – well, we're going to run this video from – uh, DLH Paranormal over at Maplecroft. Matt, can you can you just message the uh, Oliver House crew and see if they can just call in and uh, and maybe just join us for a few moments to tell us maybe somebody's got some phone service. But first, let me uh, first let me bring up the video. If they're if they're done. No, it looks like they're still going live. You think if I hit the live button, I can rewind it, or I have to wait till it's done being live? Uh, I'm not sure. I, to be honest with you, I, I don't view a lot of live videos on Facebook, but we can try it. We can just catch it where. Uh, um, oh, well, I think we're gonna have oh, to do are. that. Here it's in the basement. 
So it sounds like you're using a ghost box. Are there any spirits in the room with us? You're more than welcome to join us. This ghost box has a beat I can get down to. Sure. I shouldn't talk over it in case I actually get something. Spirit, we don't like this. Know what you look like. Can you come over here and show it? Show yourself this, please. It knocked over this. You heard a knock? And again, you'll be able to view these videos in their entirety by using the hashtag SpookyLive on Facebook. And Matt will con- uh, Matt will find uh, all these videos and, and put them together on the Spooky South Coast page, too. I'm assuming, not to speak for you. No. See, now I just wish I was out there with them. First of all, I'd be like, use Echo Vox. Don't use Echo's box. Use Echo Vox. Which, by the way, if you have been watching, well, if you watch the debut of, uh, is it Haunted Live, Matt? Uh, yes. If you watched Haunted Live last night and you saw the, the TWC on their live investigations, next week you might see some familiar... Um, did that go up? Some familiar faces? Some familiar uh, equipment. Oh. I'm going to the video. You guys, a few more minutes. You want us to go to another room? Which room should we go to? I guess it's good. Alright, I'm going to end the Facebook Live. All right, so I think that's going to be our last live video of the night. Uh, but it, the teams are, are more than welcome to keep going live with the hashtag Spooky Live, and, and we'll congregate all those videos uh, together on our page tomorrow. Uh, Matt will have the, uh, you know, I think what 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 will we do there? We just share the videos out on our page, probably, right? Yeah, what we'll do is uh, we'll create a um, uh, a Facebook group for the investigators that we're out tonight and then um, they can um, share their information there and then from there we'll we'll post uh, we'll share it on our page that reminds me and wherever I was thinking we have a spooky south coast Facebook page where we put out a lot of content mm-hmm. 
where we have um, stories that we share, new stories and stuff about the show. But I have another idea for something that we could What's make up? more interactive. Let's let's have a group, a discussion group. Okay. We've been doing that with our food brand that we started here, the 508. Have you have right. you joined 508? Um, I believe so. We have, we have um we have a couple options out out there as well that we haven't necessarily made public yet. But okay, well, but that might as well more than Mario, yeah. right? So uh, we'll 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 do that, and uh, we'll be back not next week because next week we'll be at the Plymouth Paracon, but we'll be back the week after that, and you can still join us at the Plymouth Paracon if you'd like. Uh, we will be. Uh, they're Friday night for the VIP party, and they're going to have an investigation Friday night. Then Saturday, they have the convention all day. Then there's going to be a VIP dinner, and then an investigation at night. And then on Sunday, everybody's going to kind of get together, I think, uh, maybe meet up for some breakfast. Now, keep in mind that this is happening at the John Carver Inn in Plymouth, Massachusetts, right at the base of Burial Hill, right in the heart of downtown Plymouth. But also, they have a hearth and kettle in the John Carver Inn, which is just some fantastic New England food. So if you're coming from out of the area and you want to try, like, New England dishes, that's a good place to go. It's excellent for breakfast. But there are other restaurants around, too, that you can check out while you're there. I'm more than happy to be your Plymouth tour guide because I'm very familiar with the area. I grew up in Plymouth, and I can tell you all the good places to go. But, of course, you can join us at... T, uh, it's uh, T-Bone's Roadhouse for some good barbecue on Saturday night for that VIP dinner. So I'm hoping that we will see a lot of new faces there. I want to thank all the new faces that came and joined us for tonight's show, especially interactive in the chat room. And I want to especially, especially thank all the investigators who are out there in the field for us tonight. I know we had some technical challenges this evening, but uh, you all... Did a fine job in overcoming them. And the best part about it, I don't think anybody said anything that they shouldn't say on the radio. So I'm not going to get in any trouble on Monday morning. If you can get through a live Bridgewater Triangle investigation show without getting called in the boss's office, you're doing pretty well for yourself. I mean, we've been doing this long enough to know that uh, you're basically turning over the radio airwaves to people who could very well have a profound experience that would cause them to be profane. So it does happen. It has happened before. You can go back and check out the archives. You can get those at SpookySouthCoast.com. You can get our video archives on YouTube as well. You can get the podcast wherever podcasts are found. We're a little bit behind in the podcast, but we're going to get those caught up. I was kind of I was kind of um, spacing them out because I knew we would have some, some missing weeks coming up here with events. But uh, we're going to work on getting them out there for you. But there's still, you know, 550 other episodes for you to download and listen to if you haven't done that yet. If you want to get in touch with us during the week, Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at SpookySC. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on all kinds of social media. Follow us individually as well. Uh, if you want to just follow along with the adventures of the Spooky Crew when we're out of the studio as well. And speaking of which, we will be out of the studio next week. But again, back the week after that. And we are in paranormal Christmas season. It's Halloween time, so we'll have plenty of great content coming your way. Until next time, we want you all to stay spooktacular.